Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we are studying Daf Yud Zayin, Daf 17 of Masech Psachim. Um, very kind of Tuma and Tari kind of Daf today. Um, so we continue with kind of what we got to at the end of the day yesterday with Chagai quizzing the Kohanim about their knowledge of Tuma and Tara. So we see a machlokas between Rav and Shmuel regarding that. And then kind of a continuation of like what we saw by Yossi ben Yuezer Ish Sreda yesterday about um, Mashkin in the Beis HaMikdash. We'll see a machlokas between Rav and Levi regarding that. And at the end, we are going to discuss the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda with regard to Tumas Mashkin, a continuation of the Machlokes that we discussed at the end of the daf two days ago, um, which was really at sort of the top of yesterday's daf. Let us begin on daf Yudzayin, three lines from the bot, from the top. Daf Yudzayin, and all three lines from the top. Gufa, we said at the end of the day yesterday, Rav Amr Ishtabish Kohane, and now this is new, Ushmuel Amr Lo Ishtabish Kohane. Okay, so if you remember from the end of the day yesterday, so Chagai was testing the Kohanim at the beginning of the second temple to see if they remembered the laws of Tuma and Tara, um, you know, because they were away from the temple for a while. So he asked them, what happens if you have a Sheretz and the Sheretz touches some bread and makes it a Rishan and then the bread touches some kind of a stew and makes that stew a Shani? And then the stew touches some wine and makes that wine a shlishi. And then that wine touches some oil. Is that oil tummy or not? And they said, no, it's not tummy. And Rav says they were mistaken because really that oil would be tummy. It would be revi. So Shmuel, however, says that they were not making a mistake. Okay, fine. Rav Omar Ishtabish Kahane. Rav says that they were making a mistake revi bakodesh ba'aminayu. Well, because Chagai was asking them about a revi'i by Kodshim, and they said it was Tahor, but of course we know that a revi'i is Tame by Kodshim. Technically, it's possible, I guess. Ushmuel Amar lo ishtabish kohane. Shmuel says the Kohanim were not mistaken. Chamishi ba Kodesh ba minayhu ve'amrulei Tahor. Chagai was asking about a Chamishi by Kachim and that, and of, of course, who's ever heard of a Chamishi by Kachim? And that's exactly what the Kohanim said. Who's ever heard of a Chamishi by Kachim? And they were correct. There is no such thing as a Chamishi by Kachim. So the, the Kohanim were, were, the Kohanim were correct, according to Shmuel. Now says the Gemara, Bishlam al-Rav, I understand Rav's opinion. That is why the Pasuk says four items, it lists four items. Lechem, that would be the Rishon Latuma. Vinozid, some kind of a stew, that would be a Shani Latuma. Viyayin, wine, Vishemin, oil. Those are four items, i.e., it gets down to a Vi'i Latuma. And Rav says that they made a mistake. They said that it would be Tahor, but, but the truth is that it would be Tameh. El Lishmuel, Chamisha Minale. But where does Shmuel come up with five things? There are only four things listed in the Pasuk. How are you going to get to a Chamishi Latuma? So the Gemara answers for Shmuel, Miksiv, Vinaga, Knafo, 
It doesn't say in that pasuk by Chagai that the thing in his corner touched the bread. Like the thing on the corner of his garment touched the bread, i.e. the sheretz, which is an abatima, directly touched the bread, making it a rishon latuma. Rather it says, v'noga bichnafo ksiv, b'mashe noga bichnafo. No, it says, it doesn't say v'noga knafo, it says v'noga bichnafo. Meaning, it's the thing that touched the sheretz then touched the bread, i.e. something that is not listed in the pasuk, something mysterious touched the bread, making, no, touched the sheretz, making it a rish on the Tumah, and then that is what touched the bread. So the bread was a sheni, which touched the stew, which was a shlishi, which touched the wine, which was a revi'i, which touched the oil, which made it a chamishi, and that is why the Kohanim said that it was tahor, because chamishi is, is, is not a Tumah thing. Tashma, come in here. I feel like there's something on my neck, but I don't think that there is. I don't know. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. What do you think? Uh, maybe some kind of a ghost. Tashma, come in here. Vayomer Chagai. Chagai then continues in the very next pasuk, and he says, And then Chagai asks, What if you have the same setup, but instead of the domino effect starting with Instead of the cascading effect starting with a sheretz, what if it started with a tmei nefesh, a tmei meis, i.e. a rishon the right? Somebody who touched an aviavos atuma. So v'yano akhanim v'yomru yitma. And this time, they got it right. This time they said, yeah, sure, it will be tame. It's not bishlama the shmuel. So I understand shmuel's opinion in terms of consistency. Just like they got it right in the second pasuk, just like they got it right when Shmuel when Chagai asked if instead of it, it being a sheretz, it was somebody who touched a, a dead body. So then, if that person touches bread, the bread touches the stew. The stew touches the wine. The wine touches the oil. I.e., the oil being a revi'i. Would it be tummy? And they said, Yeah, sure, that would be tummy. So according to Shmuel, just like they got that right, so they also got the first Pasuk right. And you'd have to explain that, that they said it was not Tameh in the first Pasuk because it was a Chamishi. But according to Rav, why did they get the first Pasuk wrong and they got the first Pasuk right? I mean, it would be, let's say, cleaner at least to say that either they knew what they were talking about or they didn't know what they were talking about. According to Rav, how come they knew what was up in the second Pasuk, but in the first Pasuk they didn't know what was up? So Rav Nachman answers in the name of his Rebbe, Rav Baravua. Well, they were more familiar with the halachis of uh, uh, corpses than they were with the halachis of sheretzes. Okay. I can hear that. So they knew that if a Tmeimes were to kick off this cascading Tuma Rishon Cheni Shlishirvi, they knew that in that case it would be Tame. However, they were less familiar with uh, Sheretz, and that's why in the first case they made a mistake, but in the second case they knew the Allah. Ravina Amr Hasim Ravi Shlishi. 
Whereas Ravina answers, and he says, actually, in that second case of um, the Tmeimes, it wasn't actually a Tmeimes. It wasn't actually somebody who touched a dead body, i.e. in Avatoma. It was actually the mace itself, in Aviavosatoma, which therefore means that actually the bread was, which touched the mace itself was in Avatoma. The... Holy shnikes, but bread can't actually become an avatuma. One second, I'm just looking at something. The lechem av. Yeah, Rashi says the lechem becomes an avatuma. I thought that food can't actually become an avatuma. No, who's got my answer? Who knows? Yeah, Ravina, I, I don't think that food can actually become an avatuma. Okay, so then I don't get Ravina. But what he's saying though, whether I understand it or not, what he's saying is that it was all being kicked off by a dead body itself. So the dead body is an aviavosatuma, the bread would therefore be an avatuma, the nazid would be a rishonatuma, the wine would be a shenilatuma, the oil would be a shlishilatuma, and therefore, they knew that, right? So in the second case, they knew that it was Tame because they knew that a um, Shlishi Latuma is Tame. What they did not know is that a Ravi Latuma is also Tame, which is why they messed up in the first puzzle. Okay. Toshma Komenir Vayan Chaga Vayomer. That Chaga answered and he said, Keno Oma Zeh, Vechena Goya Zeh, Lifona Numa Shem Vigomer, right? God got, you know, a little bit annoyed and he said, wow, look at this uh, good for nothing nation, right? The puzzle then continues, and so is all of their, the things of their, the, the makings of their hands and everything that they offer will be tame. So it certainly sounds like Hashem was frustrated that the Yidin had no clue what was flying. So I understand according to Rab, that's why at the end of the Pasuk it says that whatever they offer is going to be Tame because they demonstrated that they do that they are unaware of the Allahus of Tumah. But according to Shmuel, why 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 should there be any Tumah? According to Shmuel, they knew the answers. In the first case, it was talking about a Khamishi. And that's why they said that it's Tahor. Second case, it was talking about a Ravi. That's why they said it was Tame. Right? They, they knew the Allahs. So Ismuye Kametama. So Shmuel answers that no, it's not. Don't read it as a statement that whatever they bring is Tame. Read it as a question. Do you really think that whatever they would offer would be Tame? Of course not. They know the Allahs. It would be Tahor. Yes, but if you look in the Pasuk, it says, and similarly, Everything that they do will be tame. So, like, definitely seems like um, it's not a question. It's 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 a continuation of God's frustration and saying that whatever these nudniks do is going to be tame. So, Amr Marzutra v'Itamer of Ashi mitoch shekilkulus maaseim ma'ale aleim akasuv kiilu ekrivum ekrivu betuma. So, Marzutra says some say it was of Ashi that rather because they were nudniks, so then. The Pasuk treats it even though, yes, they did technically know the halachis of Tumantara, but because they were such nudniks, even their um, korbanus that they would bring, bit, bit tahara, in purity, were still 
kind of nudniki, and they um, and that is why they were considered to be tummy. Okay, gufo. We said earlier, Rav Tani Mashke base mat bichaya, the Levi Tana Mashke be mad bichaya. Okay, interesting. So we learned at the end of the daf yesterday that an ex- Rav explains uh, Yossi ben Yuezer Yistreda. Do you remember that? Yesterday, Yossi ben Yuezer Yistreda said that the mashket base matbechaya are dachan, they're tahor. Okay? And we had a machlokas between Rav and Shmuel, but does it mean that they're completely tahor? Or maybe they can become tamay, but they don't impart tumah? Fine. Now, Rav said at the end of the day yesterday that that's Davka talking about the mashkin in the base matbechaya, in the temple butchery, that that refers to water and blood. Whereas Levi disagrees, and Levi says it's the Beimad Bechaya. The Mad Bechaya is the Mizbeach. And on the Mizbeach, there is oil, right, in the, in the, in the, uh, Menachis. And there is wine in the, you know, Nisuchayayin, the wine libations. So, Hanicha, uh, sorry, okay, so, where am I? So, Velevi Tanamashkin Beimad Bechaya. Fine. Now, the Levi, so according to Levi, who says that it that the mashkin of the mizbeach, i.e., oil and wine, are tahor? Okay. Well, now we got some questions. If we're saying that the oil and the wine of the mizbeach are tahor, well, then how do we explain the pasuk by Chagai, which is saying that you have wine that is touching oil and making the oil tummy. But according to Levi, if this concept of this mashkebeit mat bechaya is tahor, is referring davka to the mezbeach, i.e. to the wine and the oil in the base of Mikdash, well then they shouldn't be transferring tumma from one another, from one to the other. So, Okay, so you can make sense of the Pasuk and Chagai according to Levi if you hold like Shmuel. That Shmuel says that this Mashkin, um, that this Mashkin that we're talking about in the Beis HaMikdash, so they themselves can become Tame, but they do not impart Tuma on other things. Okay. Aval tumas atzman yeshlein, but they get their own tumah. So meshkach asla. So you, you, what you would do is you would explain the pasuk in Chagai in the following way: dinage kulu barishon, that they all touched a rishon letumah. Meaning, the way that we've been understanding the pas, understanding the pasuk in Chagai until now is that you had. That's the simple explanation of the first pasuk is that you had a sheretz, the sheretz touched bread, which then touched some kind of stew, which then touched wine, which then touched oil, each thing being metame the next one. Now, that's going to be problematic if you say that the mashke base mad bichaya is tahor, that wine and oil in the base of mikdash are tahor and they're not metame other things, because then how could the wine be metame the oil? But, if you hold that it's referring to wine and oil. Well, it could still make sense 
if you understand this, like Shmuel explained yesterday, that the mashke base, either mat or mad in this case mad they themselves can become tummy. They just do not impart things on other to, to to other things. So therefore, you can explain that what the pasuk means is not that they were all cascading down. It's not that it started with bread and then from bread to stew, from stew to wine, from wine to oil. No, it's that all of these things touched the sherets, and therefore. Um, they they all became tame from the sherets and that was that but they wouldn't be able to impart things to other things so ele isavar le kirav domardachan mamish hechi mishkachasla but if you're going to argue that levi holds like rav that means that these mashkin they don't become tame bechlal they don't become tame they don't impart tuma to other things well then how do you understand this pasuk in Chagai that's talking about um, oil and wine in the Beis Hamikdash becoming tummy. So clearly, it must be so al korchech kishmuel svirle. So it must be that Levi holds like Shmuel that the that that the, the mashkin based mad bechaya are tahor that wine and oil in the Beis Hamikdash are tahor, meaning that they're able to become tummy. They just do not impart tuma on other things. And the, the pasuk by Chagai that's talking about wine and oil becoming tummy is where they touched a sheritz, but the wine would be unable, incapable of imparting tuma to the oil. Uli Shmuel. And now Shmuel, now remember, Shmuel explained that that first pasuk with the sheritz and the bread and the quantum said that it was tahor, so Shmuel said that, that they were not mistaken, that they were correct. Why were they correct? Because he was talking about a chamishi lituma, i.e. one thing was making the next thing tummy, right? According to Shmuel, you had uh, a sheretz, a sheretz touched something, that thing touched bread, that thing, and then the bread touched the stew, which then touched the wine, which touched the oil, i.e. it was cascading, according to Shmuel. So now, if that's the case, well then, Well then, you're going to have to say that Shmuel holds like Rav, meaning Shmuel argues with Rav with regard to that um, Rav said that they were making a mistake, Shmuel said that they were not making a mistake. However, if we look at the other machlokas that Rav is involved in, namely the machlokas between Rav and Levi about is it mat b'chaya or mad b'chaya, so in that machlokas, Shmuel would hold like Rav, okay, that it's referring to the mashke uh, of the butchery, i.e. water and blood. Because since Shmuel says that all those tumors were cascading, that one thing was being metame the next, well then if he were to hold like Levi, that it's tumas mad bes mad bechaya, i.e., oil and wine, that oil and wine in the temple do not become Tameh, well then, if that's the case, even if you say that they can become Tameh, they just don't impart Tumah on other things, well then, how would these Tumahs be able to cascade from bread to stew to wine to oil? So, rather it must be that Shmuel holds like Rav, that it's talking about water and blood, 
that are unable to, right, 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 that do not impart tuma to other things in the base of Mikdash, but wine and oil doesn't apply to it, and they can become Tameh, and they can also um, impart tuma on other things, which is why the Pasuk in Chagai was talking about wine and oil imparting tuma. So, right, so Ulu Shmuel, so according to Shmuel, who says that the Pasuk in Chagai is talking about each one thing cascading to the next, i.e., wine being metame oil. So, Anicha Isavrila Kirav, so that makes sense if he holds like Rav, the Tani Mashke base Mat Bechaya, who says that it's talking about the Mashke in the temple butchery, i.e., water and blood. But the mashke beit madvachaya, i.e., oil and wine, they could be matami other things. So who to lo avid chamishi. So he says that in that pasuk, the kohanim are correct in saying that the oil would be tahor is because in that case the oil was a chamishi, hashlishi avid revii. But if it was a shlishi. Um, it would make a revii. Ela isavrle kilevi, the tani mashke be mad bechaya. But if he holds like Levi, who says that the liquids in question are the liquids of the mizbeach, i.e., wine and oil, well then my iria revii to lo avid chamishi. Well then, how come that pasuk would have to be talking about? Specifically, a revii and a chamishi, afilu sheni v'shlishi nami lo avde. They wouldn't even make a sheni or a shlishi. Meaning, Shmuel says that that first pasuk is talking about that the Kohanim said that the oil would be tahor because the oil would be a chamishi, and there's no such thing as a chamishi. But if Shmuel holds like Levi that the mashkin in the base of Mikdash that are tahor. And are not matami other things are wine and oil. Well, then forget about the fact that the oil would have been a chamishi. I mean, wine wouldn't even even be able to make oil a sheni or a shlishi because we're saying that you know if you would say like Levi, then mashke in the base amikdash just simply doesn't impart tuma on one and one one from the other, uh, the the oil and the wine. So al So rather it must be that Shmuel holds like Rab that the mashkin in question are um, water and blood, but oil and wine would impart tuma from one to the other. Says the Gemara, Tanya Kavasi the Rab, Tanya Kavasi the Levi. We have a brisa that supports Rab. We have a brisa that supports Levi. Go figure. Tanya Kavasi the Levi. Here's the brisa that supports Levi. Hadom v'ayayin v'ashem v'amayim. Blood, wine, oil, Water, mashke be mad which are the mashkin of the mizbeach, right? Because on the mizbeach, in addition to wine and oil, there is also water and blood. Shenitmu bifnim votzian lachutz, that if they became tummy inside, and then you brought them outside, meaning they became tummy in the azara. Votzian lachutz, then you took them outside of the azara. The azara is where, if you remember from the last daf of Masechta uh, Erevin. The Azara is where the Mizbeach um, was in the Beis Hamikdash. So if you took these liquids from inside, right, um, that right, and they became Tameh inside the Azara, then you took them outside of the Azara to Horin. 
they are nonetheless tahor. If they became tame outside of the Zara and then you brought them into the Zara, then they're tame. So what do we see? So we see that any of these liquids that became tahor, uh, tame in the Azara, i.e. the mashke base mad bechaya, these, these liquids by the uh, mizbeach, we're saying that even though they became tame, since they became tame only inside of the Azara, they remain tahor because the mashkin base mad bechaya are dachan, are tahor. Now the Gemara says, Ini, is this really so? That if you were to bring these mashkin from inside the Azara to outside of the Azara, they would, outside of the Azara, they would remain tahor. But Yoshua ben Levi said that the mashkin of the Mizbeach, they are only tahor in their place, i.e. in the Azara. My love, the mute nitmu bifnim vozian lachutz. Mistam, what that means is that if you, if they became tamay in the Azara and you took them out of the Azara, they would no longer be tahor. Right? Meaning because in the Azara, they're tahor. Meaning even they, if they become tamay, they remain tahor because that's like the whole thing is that the mashka based matbachai, they remain tahor. But if you take them then out of the Azara, then mistam, they'll become tamay. Lo, limutenitmu bachutz vechnisam bifnim. No, the whole thing about being bimkoman is to the exclusion of if they became tame outside of the Azara and then you brought them into the Azara, they don't magically become tahor. bimkoman kamer. What do you mean? But it says in the proper place. Doesn't that imply that if you take it out of the Azara, it will in fact become tame? Hachi kamer lo amudachan el mu bimkoman. No, what it means is that when it's tahor, it means that if it became tame inside of the Azara, it remains tahor. But if you take it out of the Azara, it'll remain tahor doesn't just magically become tummy when it goes out of the Azar. And also the opposite, right? If it became tummy outside of the Azar, it doesn't magically become tahor when you bring it into the Azar. Tanakavose de Rav, we have a Brysa supporting Rav. Hadom ve'amayim mashki be'is matbechaya, blood and water, which are the liquids of the temple butchery. Shinitmu ben bekelim ben bekarka. And then they became tummy in the Azar. Well, yeah, in the Azar. Um, whether they were in vessels, whether they were in some kind of a pit on the ground, tahorin, they remain tahor. Rib Shimon Omer says, Rib Shimon Bechelim Tmein Bekarka Tahorin. If they became tame in vessels, then they are tame. If they became uh, tame in the ground, so then they are tahor. So what do we see? So we see that according to Tanakama, um, both, well, right, according to Tanakam, really, no matter what, whether it's Bekelim or Bekarka, um, these mashka based matbachai become tahor, so we see Davka, uh, remain tahor, so we see Davka, it's talking about mashka based matbachai, the butchery, as opposed to the Mizbech. Amr, Papa, Papa has an interesting theory. I feel the Mando Amr, Tumas Mashkin, So, even according to the Mando Amr, who says that Tumas Mashkin are Doraisa. Now, if we think back, so yesterday's daf, all the way at the top, which we got to at the end of really two days ago's daf, we saw that there were a few different opinions. We had the opinion of Reb Meir, Reb Yehuda, and then we had Reb Yosin, Reb Shimon. We said that Reb Lazar held like Reb Meir, right? So Reb Meir had said that Mash can contract Tuma Midor Raisa, but they only impart Tuma Midor Abanon. And Reb Yehuda said that. Basically, Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Yosin, Rabbi Shimon essentially said, and we're going to see Rabbi Huda's opinion in depth in a few minutes, 
they said that um, it imparts, mashka imparts tumah midah oraisa. And then we wanted to say, smachol between Rav and Shmuel, but um, perhaps Rabbi Elazar says that actually mashka doesn't even contract tumah bichlal midah oraisa. So now says Rabbi Papa, afilu mando amr tumas mashkin de oraisa, even according to mando amr who says that the tumah of liquids is mido oraisa, mashke beis mat b'chaye hilchosa gemirela. However, the liquids of the temple butchery is Allah Moshe Misina. Meaning, even if you hold that 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 Mida Oraisa Mashkin can contract Tumah, however, we have Allah Moshe Misina. Now Allah Moshe Misina is the status of a Oraisa. That in the temple they do not contract Tumah. Now, this is interesting because up until now we've been really dancing around, you know, tiptoeing around the limitation. Or working within the limitation that this whole mashka based mat bechaya thing only applies to derabonans. It can't override a deraisa, which was the kasha on Rebelazar yesterday, right? Because initially we said that Rebelazar holds like Reb Meir that that liquids can contract to mamidoraisa, but they only impart to mamidorabonan. And the kasha is that Rebelazar seems to be quoting Yosef ben Yosef Yisreida, who says that mashka based mat bechaya are tahor. And if um, Rabbi Lazar says that they contract Tumah Mida Oraisa, how could this idea of Mashka based Mat Bechaya override the Oraisa? So we've been assuming now that this, until now, that Mashka based Mat Bechaya being Tahor is not Mida Oraisa, and therefore it can only override their abundance. But Rav Papa is coming up with a big, a big Chiddush, which is saying that this whole thing about these liquids being Tahor is Taka Alochal Moshe Misinai. And it, therefore, it, it can, you know, it, it, basically what we're saying is, even if you hold that Tumah Smashkin is Midah Oraisa, this Allah Moshe Misinah is saying, look, move over when it's in the Beis HaMikdash, um, i.e. in the Beis HaMikdash, the Tumah Smashkin would not apply. Amalei Ravuna B'edir Avnasan, Rav Papas, now Ravuna B'edir Avnasan says to Rav Papa, Ve'elohada Amr Abelazar, but one second, this doesn't make sense because Rabbi Lazar said, in Tumah Lamashkin kol Iker. We saw yesterday that Rabbi Lazar says that there's no Tumah for Mashkin Mida Oraisa Bechlal. And what's his proof? Teda, you should know, Sharei, hey, Yossi ben Yuezer Yisreda, Amashke Beismat Bechaya, Dachan. And Rabbi Lazar's proof that Mashkin are not Tumah Mida Oraisa. Is that Yosef? Is that Yosef ben Yosef's Treda said that the Mashkin in the in the in the Beis Hamikdash are tahor? Now the whole point of his proof is saying that if Yosef ben Yosef's Treda is saying that the Mashkin in the Beis Hamikdash are tahor, that must mean that Mashkin do not contract Tumah because if they did, then how could this concept of the Mashkin in the Beis Hamikdash being tahor override a Oraisa? Rabbi Lazar's whole proof to say that Mashkin are only Mithamimidir Abanon is that since Yosef ben Yosef Yisraeli says that the Mashkin and the Beis Hamikdash are Tahor, then it must be that Mashkin Bichlal are only Mithamimidir Abanon to begin with. But if Rav Papa, you're correct, that actually this whole purification of these liquids in the base of Mikdash is, is Allah Moshe Misinai, 
then how can how can Yosef and Yosef Yisraeli be a proof for Abelazar to say that Mashkin is only Tami Midra Abanan? Because if it's Allah Moshe Misina, then Yosef and Yosef Yisraeli would even override the Orises. Now Ravina continues and, and he says to Ravashi also as, as a Kashan of Papa. Rib Shimon, he says that Tumas Mashkin is Midoraisa. The Tanya, as we learned in the Brisa, as we learned at the beginning of Tezayin and Aleph. Rab Yosef, Rab Shimon, Omim says Rab Yosef, Rab Shimon, Lakalim, Tahorin. That when you have Mashkin, that's Suffolk, Tameh, and then it touches, it possibly touched vessels, so we say that that would be Tahor, but the Ochlin Tameyin. But these. Ochlin, these foods would be tummy because since Mashkin is imparts Tumamida Oraisa, so therefore you have to suspect that this food is tummy. So we see that according to Rib Shimon, Tumas Mashkin is Mida Oraisa. And over here, Rib Shimon is saying, right, at the very, very top of our Amud, Rib Shimon said that if you have these liquids, if you have water or blood that becomes tummy inside of the Besa Mikdash, so if it's in a kli, it remains tame. We'll see in a minute why why in the in, in, in the ground it would be different. But if it's in the if it's in a kli, it's tame. But But if it's Allah Sinai that all these mashkin in the base of Mikdash are tahor, well then who cares if it's in the karka, if it's in the ground, or if it's in a kli, it should be tahor. Because we have a lachul moshe misinai that all the mashkin in the base of mikdash are tahor, so kasha. Rather, it must be we have these two questions against our papa. It must be that this mashkin based matbachai is not a lachul moshe misinai, and it can only override their abonans. And that's why Reb Shimon says that if it's in a kli, if you have this mashkin that became tami in the azara, and it's in a kli, well then uh, it will be tame because um, the tumas mashkin is midoraisa and this. Uh, concept of the mashkin and Besamikdash being tahor cannot override the oraisa. When Rapapa says that when um, Rib Shimon says that if this liquid that presumably became tamay in the Besamikdash was in the ground, or like in like some kind of a pit in the ground, it's tahor. So that's only talking about water, it's not talking about blood. Avodam lo, but not blood. Umayim nami, and also the water lo amru lo amar and ella taviravius. The chazil adbil be machten v'tzinoros. Interesting. And when we say that if it's in the ground, there has to be at least a revius, a revius halog, and it's like a few ounces of water, enough that you could put uh, like a like a like a needle of sorts in there, and it'll be tahor. Mida uh, oraisa, that would be enough to be tahor. Avalo aviravius tmein, but if there was not a revius of Water there, it would be tame. Fine. Omar Mar, we said at the very top of Daf Tazayno. Rabbi Yehuda Omer Lakol Tame. Rabbi Yehuda says that Mashkin are metame everything. Water, Kalim, everything. The Memor de Savar Rabbi Yehuda to Mashkin, the Tame Kalim to Oraisa. Is that to say that according to Rabbi Yehuda, liquids are metame Kalim Mida Oraisa? We learn in a bright so called Oh, if you have vessels that have an outside to it and an inside to it, 
Kigon, for example, Akarim, Baksasos, pillows and cushions, Basakin, sacks, Varmatsofen, some other leather kind of Kli. Nitma Tocho, Nitma Gabo. So if the inside of the Kli becomes Tame, well then the outside of it, of it becomes Tame. Nitma Gabo, Lo Nitma Tocho. But if the outside of it becomes Tame, the inside of it remains Tahor. Omer Yehuda says of Yehuda, Amurim, what are we talking about? Shinitmu Machmas Mashkin. Only if they became tummy from liquids. If they became tummy, so if you have some kind of a sack and the outside of it becomes tummy from liquids, so only the outside of it is tummy. The inside of it remains tahor. But if the inside of it became tummy, then even the outside is tummy. Avonitmu machmas sheretz. But if the sack became tummy from a sheretz, nitmatocho nitmagabo. If the inside of it became tummy, then the outside of it is uh, the outside of it is tummy. Nitmagabo nitmatocho. If the outside of it became tummy, then the inside of it is also tummy. Now, listen up. Now, if Rabbi Yehuda really holds that Tumas Mashkin is metamikelim de oraisa, well then mali nitmamachmas mashkin mali nitmamachmas sheretz. Then why does it make any difference if this sack became tummy because tummy liquids touched it or if a dead sheretz touched it? Because Rabbi Yehuda was explaining this by saying that when we say that only the outside would be tummy but the inside would remain tahor, that's only if it, if if tummy mashkin touched the sack. But if a, sh- a dead sheretz landed on the sack, well then the whole thing would be tummy. But if we're saying that Tumas Mashkin is Mide Oraisa, well then what's the difference if it's Mashkin or if it's a Sheretz? It's the same thing. So Amr of Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, Chazab of Yehuda, period. So Rabbi Yehuda says the name of Shmuel that Rabbi Yehuda actually changed his mind. Whereas yes, in the Brisa, at the top of the Daf Tazayin, the Brisa over there said that according to Rabbi Yehuda, um, Mashkin would impart, Mashkin would impart Tumas Mide Oraisa, but he actually retracted and said that they only impart Tumah Midorabanon, which is why he says that if Tame Mashkin lands on the outside of this sack, so then only the outside of it would be Tame, but not the inside. We actually, Chevra, we've actually been holding on to this thought in our minds for almost a year now, because this came up in the discussion of Tumah and Tara in the 8th parak of Pesach Brachos, right? We learned over there that if you would have like some liquids that would come Tame, they would get on the outside of the cup, so it would be Matami, the outside of the cup, but not the inside of the cup. Because it goes, it has to do with that whole Tumas Mashkin Der Abonan thing, right? That, you know, really Mashkin can only be a Rishon Tuma, and Rishon Tuma cannot be Matami Kalim. However, we say out of concern with the Ma'ayonos Hazav, we say that uh, Mashkin can be Matami Kalim to be a Shani. But even so, it's only going to be Matami from the outside. If it gets on the outside, it'll only be Matami the outside of the Kli, not the inside of the Kli. This was so that you'll, you know, to make a distinction between Mayonos Azav, which is an Avatum, is Matami Midoraisa, and this liquids, which are only Matami Midorabanan. So by saying that only the outside will become Tami, but not the inside, it makes a distinction between Tumam Midoraisa and Tumam Midorabanan. Ravina Omar says, Ravina Lo'olam Lohadar says, Ravina, really, you do not need to say that Reb Yehuda changed his mind. He says, no, it just depends how the liquids got tummy. If they became tummy from your hands, i.e. Midr Abonon, so then it won't be Matame the sack. But if they became tummy from a Sheretz, well then it's Tame Midr Araisa and it will be Matame the sack. Okay, fine, Seder. Um, 
Okay, but uh, I, I have questions on that, but let's, but let's, the Gemara has their own questions on it. Then the Gemara says, yeah, but the reason why we don't like that, Ravina, is that the Gemara is already making a, distinct, a differentiation and saying, well, it depends if the sack became tummy from liquids or if it became tummy from, from a sherit. So once already we're making a distinction, so then, Make, make, make the proper distinction, which is that furthermore, when do we say that only the outside is tummy but not the inside? That's liquids that became tummy from your hands. I eat tummy but liquids that became tummy from a sherets. Well then, if the liquid became tummy from a sherets, well then, uh, if the inside became tummy, then the outside will be tummy. If the outside became tummy, then the inside will also be tummy. Rather, it makes more sense like Rav Yudas and the name of Shmuel that Rav Yehuda um, retracted his initial his initial position and instead holds that um, liquids only impart Tuman and other things Midir That was Daf Yudzayin of Mesechta Psachim. Let us go over a few things from the Daf. We started off with the Machlokas between Rav and Shmuel concerning the knowledge of the Kohanim in their um, test by Chagai that according to Rav they were making a mistake because they got the question of is there a concept of Yervi Batuma wrong they said no but the answer is yes Shmuel said no they were correct they were being asked about a Hamishi Latuma and they correctly said that there is no such thing we had a machlokus between Rav and Levi about this whole thing about these liquids in the base of Mikdash being Tahor is that base Mat Bechaya the butchery, which would be water and blood, or is it mad b'chay the mizbeach, which is wine and oil, or we saw it could also potentially also include um, blood and water as well, since there's blood and water on the mizbeach. And at the end, we got uh, we saw along the way uh, 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 a, a, a thought by Rav Papa that maybe this whole thing about the mashkin and the Beis being tahor is actually but we had two questions on that so it doesn't seem like that's really plausible and then um, we discussed Rabbi Yehuda's opinion who we said initially Rabbi Yehuda had said that mashkin impart tumamida oraisa but we said if that's the case how do we understand this brisa in which Rabbi Yehuda says that um, if you have mashkin that are matami sack, it's only matami the outside not the inside which is a very dirabanani kind of thing so therefore, Rav, Rav Yudas said in the name of Shmuel that he actually retracted from his initial position and he holds that Mashkin only impart Tuma Midi Rabbanon. Well, that was Daf Yud Zayin, Kematria Tov. It was a good Daf. Peace.